Mastermind.fm is proudly sponsored by LiquidWeb. While LiquidWeb has been best known as a managed hosting company with tons of options, it's also designed a managed WordPress offering that is perfect for mission-critical sites. If you're looking for improved performance, maximized uptime, and incredible support, LiquidWeb is the partner you've been waiting for. Now with Visual Compare, at first in the managed WordPress space, automatically updates your plugins. Each night we take a snapshot and visually compare the difference between each plugin. If there's no visual difference, we update the plugin for you. If there is a visual difference, we hold off updating that plugin and wait for your direction. Every Liquid Web managed WordPress customer also has iTheme Sync integrated into their management portal, allowing them to update several sites with a single touch. And if you sign up today using the discount code MASTERMIND33, you'll get 33% off for the next six months. Visit liquidweb.com forward slash managed WordPress to get started. Welcome back everyone, this is Mastermind.fm, this is Jean Galea from WP Mayor. We have with us Donaka, who Hi. will be participating as a guest on this show. And we have Ransu Salovara, who is an ICO expert and will be our main guest for this show specifically. We'll be talking about a bunch of stuff, including an Anaiko, which will be going live while we speak. You'll be listening to this uh, after it goes live but right now while we're recording there's the mysterium ico which is going live while we're at it basically it, it's kind of exciting because rance was just saying and what time will this be happening it's uh, 36 minutes on the hour and so about 30 minutes from now uh, his entire career could end right here live exactly, on the podcast. Yeah. this is the moment <laughs> so, so stay tuned folks this is gonna be a good one yes all right so ranzo if you could just go ahead and introduce yourself and what your projects are We'll take it from there. Yes, exactly. So I'm a CEO of Token Market, which is a Gibraltar-based uh, information platform for uh, digital uh, tokens, digital assets. And then also we are uh, one of the leading ICO advisors for startups and growth companies who are planning to raise money this with these new features, uh, a new way, so to say. And apart from that, am I correct in saying that Bitcoin ETI is also one of your projects? Yeah, exactly. Then I have another company which focuses on a regulated market. So, so while the ICOs are currently non-regulated, they are not securities. Well, some would claim that they are in America uh, and, and on some jurisdictions that they very, very close to um, securities. But then I have another company that is focused just on, uh, on regulated markets, bringing these new innovative blockchain um, assets to regulated markets and, and professional investors. And just to clarify, just quickly on what Bitcoin ETI does, uh, you guys are essentially working as sort of agents where people pay. They, they're not exactly buying Bitcoin, but they're they're buying exactly. part of it's, the fund. It's for, exactly. Right. It's exactly. So it's it's a it's um, un, turning unregulated Bitcoin ETI into the regulated format, so that the professional investors, institutional investors, who have a mandate that they can only invest on regulated markets then they can invest on a product that is publicly listed and am i correct in thinking you guys charge like 1.75 percent or whatever on that and and but but other than that they're getting more or less exactly the price of bitcoin you're just acting as a kind of an agent to hold it for them and security exactly so exactly so they they don't hold they don't hold bitcoin they hold a security that is fully backed by bitcoin Wow, fantastic! Right, cool. And and then the, the but but now the token market has taken uh, taken all our time lately because of this um, whole um, 
massive trend or ma- massive massive bubbles, someone could say, <laughs> or a massive hype at, at the hype at, at, at a minimum. And then uh, I think that we are way we are too early stage to call it a bubble. I think that we are mm. not on a year two thousand yet on a dot com. We are still way behind there on nineteen ninety five ninety six where mm-hmm. we are like if we would compare but these are like uh, these are dog years that we're living on the ICO world so this is everything happens much faster so you guys are pretty central right i mean i mean are there many other companies doing this and and if i understand it correctly uh, technically speaking somebody could do their own ICO somebody could just use absolutely right there's there's nothing that we do that you cannot do by yourself but it's a, it's a, that's kind of the, our general um, approach to this one is that that we are experts on this sector uh, we we know the regulations. We have a you know we work with the lawyers. We have a, our own technology and everything. And the startup should not spend, you know, this process takes two three months to to do well at at the minimum. So startups should not just drop everything that they are developing just to raise money for two three months. They should continue continue to do their development and focus on their startup and then let us help on the on the ICO part. And this way. This way, basically, be more certain that they can raise the money. Right. Uh, Very interesting. Can we just take a step back for those who might be a bit lost here and like have some definitions of what an ICO is, what an app coin is, if they differ and all that kind of stuff? Yes, exactly. So ICO comes from the words uh, initial coin offering. So and people also use the word token sale. Americans don't like to use the word ICO because it refers too much to IPO, which is an initial public offering, and that is regulated activity on uh, you know done on over the over the ex- like you know big exchanges like Nasdaq and and AIM and New York Stock Exchange and so so forth. So in, uh, initial coin offering basically means that that you have you have your own token that you issue for your for your supporters or investors and this token has a functionality on your platform and that's why it's called application token could you explain something so, about how um i mean i this uh, exciting ico that's happening now in in the next few minutes uh, is called mysterium right yes uh, that's a decentralized you... decentralized yeah. vpn so that right. it's basically offers you full privacy and it cannot be stopped. So you cannot like now, like, you know, CIA or someone, they cannot call some company that is a VPN provider and say that, oh, you have to give us a log, logs for this and that, or we're going to close you down or something. This will be a decentralized version of it. How and, do we know great. that? How do we know the token market isn't a front for the CIA? You don't. <laughs> so this, this leaves you, this leaves you always hanging, right? Uh-huh. But- and uh, that, but that's the, that's the original story of a, of a tour. And isn't that the original story behind the Bitcoin as well? In a, in a, uh, not not the Bitcoin exactly, but some of these things that they are, they, they uh, like Tor especially was uh, developed for, for U.S. government, right? I heard that James Coney, the FBI director, he's Satoshi, Satoshi Nakamoto. Yeah, <laughs> that could be, and Banksy as well. All right, uh-huh. and and yeah. so listen, so so with the Mysterium thing, now that to me that sounds like a very complicated project. So essentially, it's an, it's a, a VPN where um, because it, it isn't just kind of one company providing all the IPs and everything that can be blocked or easily kind of worked out. That you're basically pr- pr- creating a superior product, but in order to get that made, it would be almost impossible to fund this by traditional uh, uh, methods. 
I mean, is that yeah. the kind of role that you guys are playing? Yes, and, and many of these projects are kind of like, you know, they, they are now infrastructure plays. Because this, this whole decentralized internet in that sense that the blockchain-based internet is on a very early stages. And many of these companies, like last week, we did an ICO for storage. Mm -hmm. uh, and they raised over $30 million. And that is like a decentralized Dropbox, where mm -hmm. the storage token is used to you pay that, you use that to pay you know, you receive that if you give your storage space on your on your servers or so. So in effect, brothers. unlike Bitcoin, where where people mine to basically build up the cryptographic hash or whatever, the the what what you're doing is is you're giving people these coins in return for providing storage on their servers. Exactly. Right. And uh -huh. and, and here and here it works on, as a as an internal payment system for for using then VPN. Uh huh. So so so, so it's always always that, that that token on these these ICOs that we're working on now. Always on these ones, the token has to it has to be somehow integrated, so to say, your business model. Right. So, uh -huh. and that's that is a big difference to the traditional crowdfunding, where you just sell shares of your company. And here, um, the founders they keep they they retain the full ownership of the company, but but the token tokens are then kind of sold as a pre pre sale of a, of a access to the to the to platform to do some functionality there. Right. So they're absolutely not equity. They're not equity in any kind of no, thing. No, no, they, they're not equity re related. Right. They don't pay you dividend or interest. Right. Uh huh. We're now working on a kind of a next level ICOs then, and those will be then royal royalty tokens, and and those ones will then be for the platforms where works, for example, movies and and any any kind of creative productions where then the token holders will share the economic interest in a form of royalty. Wow, incredible. Uh, so so from if, we, an if we... From an investor's point of view, because I speak a lot with people who invest and are looking into Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, but this, they don't really understand, as not even I, I don't really understand that much how the ICO space works. If you're not buying shares in a company, what are you actually buying? And how can you profit from that eventually? Because there's a lot of talk about making big profits with ICOs. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not sure exactly how that works. So, so first of all, because because these tokens are um, can be traded on, a, you know, popular, most popular tokens are traded on a tens, tens of um, exchanges. So that makes that they are very liquid. And because they're liquid, they're very speculative. So this adds that normal, like, you know, if you go to, go to Crowdcube and you invest on uh, uh, some, you know, small microbrewery or something like that, that is not very speculative. It's like, okay, this year, we, every year we sell a little bit more, but this is the whole kind of uh, uh, speculative markets meets then the pre-sale of the, of the token that actually has a, has a functionality. But but so from what you said there now, essentially you're saying that in token market, you guys will only now do these ICOs for what are essentially app coins. They have to have some kind of actual functionality, not just the, say the intrinsic value of of like Bitcoin is valuable because it's valuable. Whereas with yeah. all of your your offerings, well, Bitcoin is valuable because we all think that it's valuable. Right. So exactly. It's, it's yeah. A, it is a common it is a common belief. So on every every investment, common unless you invest on on Coca-Cola where the machine where they actually own factories and stuff and still I think on a Coca-Cola's valuation whatever it is 40% is still brand value so that's right, that yeah. we all just believe that Coca-Cola has that value because of the white and white and red great mm -hmm. branding sure 
but so, but, but do you not think that but but what I'm what I'm just asking is 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 you're saying that your things have to have actual functionality and does that not prevent yes. them from being when you say that they're a speculative buy surely that actually means that the actual underlying value the underlying value of say use of a VPN that's quite limited whereas with B, whereas with bitcoin it could go up 10 times it could be a fantastic investment in that way there is a certain limit to how far a VPN value can go up well but but it but the limits are like you know massive like, the, 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 like you know the, the market is massive i think that it's a it's a 4 billion market or something predicted to be in the next coming years you, you guys everybody can look at them on on mysterium.network is the website where where that uh, vpn project is and there you can find the white paper which describes all the market opportunities how the token works and everything and just to let right. you all know there's only 21 minutes left until that launches yes exactly yeah and i see that there's 154 people looking now instructions how to invest on in it so how will they do if those 154 people buy Mysterium now as it launches? Will you know? I know that in, in say IPOs, uh, the first uh, round of buyers tend to get it at a substantial discount, generally to what it ends up trading at. In this case, can they expect to pick up a bargain by being first in the door? Yeah, on some deals, yes, and on some deals, no. But at least they are guaranteed to get the token. Because the token, this one, I think that the soft cap was on a six million francs. And then, so so this uh, there will be scarcity. So there's only certain number of tokens available. Can you explain what a soft cap and the hard cap means? And the soft case? soft cap, cap means then that that after that is reached, then it can close on on after certain period of after that one. And hard cap is that that's absolute uh, maximum amount of uh, tokens that is available. And when they sold, they are out. So is is the aim to have a situation where? Okay, the initial, the sort of flagship functionality is the VPN thing. And again, now I'm only talking about Mysterium, but where you're kind of hoping that, or, or buyers are hoping that there will uh, become a sort of a, that the price will escalate and that people will start hopping on board simply to try and grab some of that upswing and that the actual original functionality, the VPN usage, that that might even be forgotten in, 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 in all no, of I don't, Yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's forgotten because then you need these then you need these tokens to, to uh, operate on a platform, mm-hmm. you know, when, once the platform is ready. But this is so ambitious project that, that getting that um, pl- platform ready, it takes some time. So it will take some time from the company Mysterium to kind of earn the early oh. valuation of it. Just like Facebook, it took some time. Like, you know, in, in the beginning, it was everybody says that it's a massively overvalued. Look at it now. It's the world's second biggest advertising platform mm-hmm. after Google. So, but if we go back now to this, that what is the application token or app coin, then um, like I always say that, that it, it kind of, not legally, but kind of, yeah, I would say legally it has to go into one of the five categories. These are not legal categories, but the kind of types. So it has to be like in-game currency, like for example, on a World of Warcraft, where you fight and you can earn these, what I call guldens or something. Hmm. You can you can buy them and you can you know you can earn them while while playing and then buy you know dragons and stuff with, with it. So that's an in-game currency. So then the other form of a token can be loyalty token. So that if you buy nine coffees, then the tenth coffee is for free and you get a token for it. But instead of me you, drinking that coffee, I can send that token to other person and that creates a liquidity mm-hmm. that yeah. never that was never before for like, let's say or loyalty stuff. Then when we go further, then the closed loop payment system, which is a pretty popular one, that's like when you go to amusement park and at the door you buy these tokens to go for different rights. 
and, uh, and that's exactly the same thing that you need these tokens to operate inside of the platform so they don't use their fiat money or or bitcoin or ethereum for obvious for certain reasons mm -hmm. and then uh, another one is a software license so this token represents a license and you need this license to access the platform or then it can be straight out donation like ethereum when it launched then a couple of years ago that was a the initial uh, Ethereum tokens that were then sold to on their ICO, they were, um, they were so to say, donations to Ethereum Foundation in Switzerland. Right. Uh -huh. But I'm really curious, though, about, I mean, actual real world things that work. And, and somebody was saying to me the other day that of the coins that existed, say, a couple of years ago, uh, that not many survived and not many made it. And and in theory, I like we've seen this last week where Bitcoin has been flying up and then kind of going down and flying up. It seems to me that all of the other coins and all the alternatives haven't done quite as well. Actually, I'm not, I'm not 100. I, I guess Ripple has been no, going up as they well. Have, now, on the past weeks, everything has done extremely well. So on the past week has been a massive bull run for many, many tokens. Like something like Ripple went all the way up to, I think, 15 billion. And mm. uh, on a total valuation, so market cap. And at the Christmas time, I think it was on a 300 million. Now it's today, it is on 8.8 .8 billion. Mm -hmm. so, so currently there is now six digital uh, tokens or, or digital assets that are valued over 1 billion. Mm -hmm. that's, so that's unicorns. remarkable. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's amazing. And I think there's 26 of them or 27 of them that are over 100 million. So this is... The market is really like uh, picking up, so to say. So in the future, when somebody wants to like use Mysterium, he would not, how, how like typically you pay like $30 a month to gain access to a service. In this case of Mysterium, how would it work? Would you oh, actually you have to pay? You have to invite Mysterium guys to your podcast <laughs> <laughs> to, to, get, to get that one. But exactly, but you, you like, you know, um, they would be like, you know, Robbie and the guys from from Mysterium would be the better guys to answer. but. But then you basically you first with Ethereum or Bitcoin on an exchange you buy these tokens, and then the, these tokens give are kind of work as a as a micro micropayment solution there back and forth on the platform. There seems to be an element of Kickstarter about this because you're saying that with Mysterium, their whole actual thing. I mean, the theory is there that it's going to end up as a kind of a means of of paying people for VPN access or for them providing the the, the server or whatever. But it it does seem to be a kind of Kickstarter situation where this construction might take several months or years or, or whatever. Uh, is Absolutely. that part of it? Exactly. This is this is always like like many of these these um, ICOs are really based on that you have a team. You have a white paper and we then also like hope that all the deals that we work on they all already have like a prototype ready or they have a, some sort of an alpha version ready and i know that mysterium guys are already on it and uh, it's list that came out a couple of months no a month ago they already have now working you know working first products so we try to get away from this white paper only like it's crazy that some of these icos have really raised 20 million and they have nothing more than a white paper, which is basically like a, like a business plan or business idea. This is how it's going to work. And they have a team together and uh, this all will, this all the market is moving towards more and more concrete projects. Yeah. And, uh, and it's definitely like crowdfunding, like, you know, uh, equity crowdfunding. It's definitely going towards that, that it needs to be more, the, the, the startups needs to be more solid. Yeah. In the future. Right now, it sounds like you're spending millions on startup weekend projects or something. 
yeah, but some of them, some of them are so like I've seen some really good white papers that are are truly like uh, huge innovations, like kind of oracles built on uh, on um, uh, as a smart contracts hmm. or like a legal structures that link to each other, uh, like legal kind of um, arbitration platforms and things like that. And they really are like when those are pulled off, they they are truly unique and, and game changers so they will take long time they, they they take a lot of smart people and long time to to turn into the reality and white paper then just proves that the guys knows what they're talking about right so if an investor comes along like Sean and they come along and they want to invest um what what do they have to do like like what's the what what kind of coin do they need to what kind of money do they need to start with so they they basically come in with a with a like mostly deals are now with ethereum so it but it can be ethereum and bitcoin they come with that one and they have that on a, on their dedicated wallet so not from the exchange but they have created a separate like my my ether wallet and they have those ethereums there and then they just come to Come to the crowd sale page and uh, and convert that um, uh, those ethereum's into like for example now for the mysterium coin mm-hmm. and that happens on the fly so we have a smart contract then that uh, that collects funds and then issues tokens in the end of the crowd sale to to participants as i understand it um a lot of the coins never make it onto the main uh, uh, markets, you know, Kraken or, or whatever else, because they have to reach a certain market cap before they they're worth including as tradable items there. And I know that with the uh, there was a lot of uh, coins that really took off after they became listed. And what I'm wondering is is that when people set up a thing with you, what percentage of them would you expect to make it? Like, and how, how long have you been doing this now? When was your first uh, I, uh, sort of paid yeah, ICO? The first, the first one was in started in February. Was in March. Finished in March. Right, so it's this quite recent, now, yeah. Yeah, quite recent, because then, then we started to sign them up in, in the end of last year, when, the, when our platform opened, like token market opened, and then uh, now they are, now we have, uh, you know, 20, 30 of them in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. So, so to answer to your question, that this is the reason why we are launching, token market is launching its own um, digital asset exchange later this summer. So people who ICO through you are guaranteed listing on that? Exactly. So you, we are guaranteeing the uh, trading date. So this, this way then the other, other exchanges can follow and, and see first how it trades on our platform. But it's, it's very important that we offer our own exchange. And so Sean is moving money from his European bank and he's getting, what does he do? He just transfers money to, to you guys? And then he yeah, has, we, oh, we will right. we will we will be able to accept then fiat money as well. But many of right. these uh, exchanges like Poloniex and Bitrex, they don't accept fiat money. So fiat money meaning yeah. government money at all. They only accept uh, digital currencies. So first you have to go something like Coinbase, for example, or Kraken, mm-hmm. that uh, and there convert your pounds and dollars and euros to to Ethereum, mm-hmm. and then put them on uh, on uh, your dedicated. Um, Ethereum wallet, mm-hmm. and and uh, use that to invest, and then on that same wallet, that this token that you buy from the crowd sale, that token will also appear there after the crowd sale. So when you're trying to price your ICO, um, I mean, I know that in, in in IPOs of say tech firms in in America, that they and I, I, again, I know that you, you, you a lot, some of your people aren't that comfortable with that analogy between IPO and ICO, but yeah, I don't I, mind it. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good one. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't mind it. I think it's more like a you know the. It's more of an American thing and them, them being so worried that it's a securities. I know that if application token is done as an application, mm-hmm. it is not a security, you know, so. 
But so for them, I, I know I know that in, in IPOs, there's usually huge arguments about the amount, the actual share price, uh, because of course it's important because the founders will have a certain amount and the people doing the issuance will have a certain amount, but they also have to give a sweet enough deal to their mainline banks and in, institutions that buy from them. So how do you work out the price of something that, I mean, by the, isn't even built yet sometimes? How do you work out what, what you should you should launch it at? Well, this is this is exactly part of the advisory work that we, we do with the with the startup. So we go through these pricing scenarios, how many how many tokens founders will keep, what is the then kind of community allocation for bounties and, and all kinds of stuff. And uh, and then uh, what is there to do what is there to sell in ICO, how much they should make in total, then anything that is like we often recommend that anything that is not uh, not sold on an ICO, it's burned, so that then then ICO holders really know that okay, we have all the tokens that are out there that improves the valuation. Mm-hmm. So there's there's tons of things kind of that you need to consider, and of course the token price, where should you price it that that it's attractively low price, so that it's like you know let's say mm-hmm. ten cents token, it's much easier to get ten cents token to to go up to a dollar. Sure. Then, then you a know, dollar one dollar, to $10. one dollar, yeah. oh, one dollar yeah. token to go up to ten, ten bucks. Right. Uh huh. Okay. So you, 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 specifically and very deliberately reward early investors. So if Sean wants to go there, almost any of your offerings, chances are, probably going to go up. Yes. Ex- well, this is this is exactly where where I always say that we don't give a we yeah. don't give a investment <laughs> advice. Uh huh. And and uh, and you have to remember that these are these are even not called investment, but these are called purchases. Because mm. because then that way they are not you know you invest in securities but these are these are pre pre buying of tokens that are later needed on that platform. But these are tradable purchases. Exactly. Right. <laughs> but but so will, exactly but so will be a lot of things thanks to thanks to um, blockchain stuff. A lot of things will be tr- more and more tradable in the future. Right. Uh-huh. Things that are th- things that we don't even think today, like you know all this el- electricity, solar power, you know. Um, well, many of these things they will be tradable in the, in the future. So I, I think that this is a kind of revolutionary thinking that even porn most likely and first already. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I think I, I think it's, they have already figured that out, but they just don't haven't haven't announced it yet. Right. Okay. Ah, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday I got a some, some like you know so of course then everybody's trying to jump on this this ICO bandwagon now. So I I've got a like yesterday I got a email someone having a, in a new uh, in a US uh, metropolitan areas dog walking business and was asking that what are, what are the steps that I can do at ICO for my dog walking business well okay but, but so that's kind of a bit laughable and it has shades of uh, uh, that that pet company that went down in 2000 the, the online dog oh, yeah. biscuits pet, or, pet, yeah. was it the pet, pet van or something or or yeah, yeah. But, but 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 at the pet same time com. But but who is to say, from your point of view as being the um, the platform provider, I mean, to a certain extent, there may be many uses of this that, that you can't even imagine and that you may well laugh at. I mean, I laughed at Twitter when I first heard of it, and that's why I don't have uh, at Dunica. But uh, yeah. so so for your case, who are you to say that this uh, dog walker shouldn't uh, go for an ICO? I'm not. But the thing is that not at this stage of the market. So now mm-hmm. all these plays are pretty much, uh, uh, you know, blockchain related businesses so this is like a very early on and we are indeed working now on these next steps of an of an ICO kind of revolution mm-hmm. working hard on that one actually so so there will be royalty tokens 
that where you can do for creative projects like movies and and music and and anything anything like that you can you can share mm-hmm. the uh, royalties from your business from the top level mm-hmm. rather than from the net proceeds uh, and then we are we definitely coming up with the equity crowdfunding that is based on tokens and we call it like tokenized equity crowdfunding right uh uh-huh. and Which and is- there the company there the company shares will be digital assets and and they are tradable and that will improve people's investments on uh, like these equity crowdfunding investments because they will be more liquid if something happens that you know you get unemployed sick or divorced or something you can then sell easier your your tokens off and this is incredible and this is this is the revolutionary part because uh, there was an article this morning i don't know, or a couple of days ago naval ravikant wrote about uh, he, he and one other guy and he was saying that right now in america only 3% of people are what they call qualified investors that is to say yeah. investors who have a million in ready cash uh, and therefore are, are considered to be qualified to invest yeah. and yet this opens it up to the entire rest of the population that people yes. could invest as little as what could people come in with ten dollars and, and buy part of a coin or or exactly angel list will be huge on this sector right okay guaranteed yeah uh-huh. because that was your angel list that, uh, founder that you just referred yeah, to yeah uh, naval right? ravikant angel list founder, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. so angel list for sure will be a good like you know very good player on that one and, and then we hope to be then like you know co-advisors on, on many deals and, uh, and also the place where you can trade these equity-based tokens. Well, can and, I ask that, the, that as well? I mean, uh, that's the other tricky thing about IPOs is that often the banks that do them get a huge slice. And, and so I'm kind of curious, uh, so token market, uh, for, if somebody was to come to you and wants to do this, um, say they're coming to you with the concept and they're coming to you with the marketing or whatever else, but you guys are providing, well, some of the, I guess, technical expertise of the launch, and you're also providing your platform, your audience, and and eventually your trading uh, market. Um, yeah. What kind of slice do you guys get, or is that is that done on a case by case basis? It's it's case by case basis, definitely depending on the, on on the deal. But the, like kind of good rule of thumb is there five six five to six percent. Right. Well, that's not bad at all. Yeah, that's that's yeah, certainly so it's, better it's, than it's, New York it's not, it's, Exactly, and it, it matches it matches the. You know, like investment banking fees, and then uh, always people have to remember that. Then we we have already done a few of these, so the so the we do the strategic advisory, then legal insights from the other mm-hmm. deals that how they have done. Then we have all the technology, so we issue the token. We have a smart contracts. We have an escrow system, and token distribution, mm-hmm. as well as as a customer service and full on marketing services. Then like you know, including PR and stuff. My understanding is is that the application part of of and most I take it the most your your tokens are Ethereum Ethereum based, would yes. that be correct? Okay, so yeah. as I understand it, you can you can code the app part using uh, JavaScript or Python, but so how much? What kind of technical level would somebody need to be at to come to you and <clears throat> you know with a with a proof of of concept or whatever, and like how good would they have to be at the technical side to launch something with through you? Oh, on nothing cost because we have widgets. So we basically have a widget that then, even if you have a like you know almost a WordPress page, then these these tools can be implemented. But these these crowd sale widgets can be implemented on their website. So somebody who today is a WordPress site integrator or designer or whatever, they would be uh, technically savvy enough to use your system and to actually do what yeah, is yeah, necessary. Cause we, yeah, because yeah, we, we, it's not a like, you know, turnkey solution. Uh, it is a turnkey solution, but we, we do everything for the client with the client. So so we really implement and test to get everything together with them. So 
we're not leaving them to like you know there you go. Mm -hmm. like we don't have a software package that we send this right. is uh -huh. a, like a bespoke service so to say and that would all be covered by the six the five to six percent yes wow yeah that's incredible yeah and then only if you only if we do then a legal structuring you in a in a upfront then you can like you know we take a small upfront fee just to make sure that the person people are committed but that doesn't play a big role there and then you know you can spend up to 15 to 50,000 on on structuring the company depending on what jurisdiction you want to go for oh okay so so if i if i came to you today with my dog walking business uh, what i mean if i just said i want to sell these in europe or whatever would there be a lot of legal stuff to pay for that no no no, no not massively because because uh, uh, not massively but but we and we have figured all that out but i would say that if you want to do you can do just a simple company for most of the uh, application token deals okay now we are live guys let's jump mm, mysterious this. this is the big moment folks yeah i've Sorry, got a 500 got turn. The... i've got a server error token sale in process it started now 2000 so it started now one minute ago right no now it's now it's three o'clock so there's now 2451 ethereum there so then if that is uh what is that 200 each so that's a 500,000. right 500,000. one second Okay, and and so what would be the dollar value of that roughly? Yeah, let's look at here. Wow. Uh, yeah, because the five five hundred and seventeen thousand dollars. Wow. Now, in in the first minute, because of the pre-sales and everything, because uh -huh. now the because see when it now updates in a couple of minutes, because this is now the first block, so we put all the there's now all the pre-sales that have happened beforehand. All the institutional investors have coming in, mm -hmm. so that money is now there. And then uh, when it updates now next time, it takes every, always every couple of minutes to update. So at this stage, it's floating. At this stage, the price is responding to demand or? or no, no, the price is fixed. It says here right. the price now is at 244.81 Mysteriums to one Ethereum. Right. Uh -huh. And the minimum goal is at 3,431 Ethereum. And uh, we're hopefully there in, in a few minutes. Okay, well, that's that pretty soon. Yeah, so the, so the minimum funding goal is always set for deals so that the, that this is the amount that needs to be raised in order for these guys to execute the vision that they, they put on a, on a white paper. Mm -hmm. And if it achieves anything less than that, uh, the smart contract will automatically then, in the end of the crowd sale, send everybody their funds back. Wow, so exactly like Kickstarter. Yeah, and will not issue the tokens. Wow, okay. Has that ever happened? Mm, yeah. Wow, yeah, it okay. has, yeah. Uh -huh. So, so the, yeah, there's a, there's a. This is, this is still not guaranteed way to make, uh, like you know, raise funds. So you still have to have a, you know, good team. Like you know, you have to be actively out there promoting yourself and, and showing people that, that you can actually execute. Mm -hmm. And and work on the marketing, work on your your uh, story. So very much of a communications task. Right. Okay. And that's a pretty expensive thing. With regard to, I mean, earlier on, you mentioned that just to show the people are serious that you do charge some money up front. Can you give us a ballpark indication of what that would be? If somebody's sitting at home right now thinking of doing this, what kind of dough do they need to have? Oh, you know, 2500 to $5,000. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's not, it's not a, it's not a huge. Okay. Now, did you guys look at where are we now? <laughs> do, does it update automatically or do, do we refresh? Yeah, no, no, reload. Now we are on 32,124. Uh-huh. 24, um, yeah. So these are people who are investing right now as we speak, right? So so now we are on a, on a 6.7 million. Wow. It's it's already reached the soft cap. 
we jumped in a, in a seconds. We jumped from <laughs> so now now we went to soft cap already. So so uh, how does that make you feel? I mean, is that a really successful moment? Very yes. Yeah, this is a very 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 good uh, crowd sale. <laughs> and, and what will happen now? So so I, I see that the token sale is ending in thirteen days, and so oh, it, this will be this will be then with with you know six point seven million sold in uh, in four minutes now. That right. that makes it uh, that makes it that this will be full. Okay, so 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 that thirteen day counter. That's this this will not this will not not run run to the full time, because the hard cap is a fourteen million fourteen million. Um, francs, uh-huh. Swiss francs, and, yeah. and uh, I think we are now about halfway to that. It's it's impressive, and I'm utterly confused. Yes, <laughs> it is. So, Just so to clarify: is this is are these people who are investing right now, or is most of it pre-sale uh, going up, contributing, or is it just people right now logging in and sending the money in ether in real time? The, so, so, the, so the only that only that. Um, uh, only that um, incredible, yeah. So this is a really, really good deal. So this is now forty thousand Ethereum already. So, so now that you know, so that's eight point four million now, and we are in five minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a, there is a one, one hell of a you know fundraising for you. I can really sense that your server is under pressure here. I mean, this is clearly you're clearly being swamped by people at this stage. Oh yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Because and this is always a problem with this. Because this is still a, this is a complicated process. So there's like you know, um, the, the blockchain has to has to proceed uh, process all these. You know, our widgets have to stay up. We we have everything on AWS and and mm-hmm. on on Cloudflare. Wow, uh-huh. Cloudflare, yeah. Cloudflare, sure. Yeah. yeah. So everything is set. Uh, everything is set to, to to take this traffic, but it can still oh. be tough. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Tough for it, absolutely. So then, so what I wanted to say about them, because you were mentioning, what did you just say before? Yeah, we're saying we're talking also that there's the participants number, 380 at the moment. What I'm seeing, these are people who have invested. Yes. So then, you were asking before that um, is this money before or afterwards? And that 2,400 that we first saw, that was in advance. So these were the large investors that invested in advance. And now, rest of this money is coming on a, on a retail situation. So the retail buyers are they're getting a different rate? They're paying slightly more per missed. Uh, yes, but uh, but these these people are still getting a great deal because because these in, in, institutional investors or large investors they have to come in before they see that this is popular, mm. and they have to come with a minimum purchase of I think like a fifty thousand dollars or hundred thousand dollars. What's the spread then between them? I mean, I mean, if uh, an institutional investor is paying a dollar, say, how much does the retail investor at this stage, just a few minutes later, have to pay? I, I can. No, no, it's not a few minutes later. Oh, they okay. made. They put the orders in like a, uh, like a, already like a couple of weeks before. Oh, okay. Or a week before. How? So this is. So now, now everybody is treated the same. So now there is no favor favoritism. When the mm. deal goes live, you, before that you had to go in so to say blind without knowing if it's popular or not and you yeah. had to go in with a significant amount to get whatever you know 10 20 percent discount from it but then when the deal goes live you, you there's no anymore that you cannot now say that oh i missed that great opportunity to buy cheap can i still uh-huh. do it no that window okay but if, if i want to come to you and i want to say you know i want to be an institutional investor i want to be a one-man institutional investor uh, how big an amount of money are we talking about to get in, to get in at that level? 
and fifty and, to hundred fifty to hundred thousand per deal. Right. Okay. Uh -huh. You know, which is which is within. I mean, a lot of these Bitcoin guys that would be pretty reasonable, right? Yeah, and they do that, and that's that's this early support is is also very important for the hmm. for the deal. It seeds you know? it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's very important that uh, that they they have the early support because then that helps that helps them that helps everything because then then the deal doesn't start from the zero and uh, and it has uh, also these guys are often very good marketers so then they said I went in for the, this this deal oh, yeah. and they tell to their friends so it's all it's all beneficial yeah and we want always to keep this um, this scene on on this level that uh, that this is always open for no normal people and normal people can invest because otherwise we don't want to create a financial markets again uh -huh. where only only rich get richer. Right. Uh huh. So you're for the other ninety-seven percent of people yes. who aren't accredited investors. Anyone, anyone can do this, but everybody has to understand that that this is a, these are very risky, mm. uh, very risky thing. You should you should not you know only invest what you're willing to lose. But I can't this lose any money, right? You can easily lose. I just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So. So. Uh... One, once people have invested at this point, can let's say I invested during this these few minutes, can I just go and resell it right now, or do I have to wait until it's being traded on an exchange? Yeah, if sorry, if you now like you know this this ground sale will be then like probably uh, over then today, I would say today in, in next twenty four hours, and um, and then you have to wait then that it trades on a secondary market on an exchange, and then you can buy tokens. When will it start trading on a secondary market? I don't know. I don't know which which deals that we haven't announced that which uh, which um, exchanges will will so be running it. People are sitting at home right now and they they now own Mysterium tokens, and they can they can be very proud of that. But if they suddenly decide this VPN idea is crazy, I want to get rid of these things, they're stuck. They can't sell them right away. They have to wait until something is announced. Where they'll be able to start trading or selling or, or whatever. Yeah? Exactly, but exactly, but that's like a million times better than the situation is now with any crowd investment or anything else, because this is still the ah. fastest that it can be, and right. and we also and until the crowd sale is over, we don't distribute the tokens. Ah, so the tokens okay. are locked because we don't want to create a shadow market that while while the actual deal is going on, people would already start to sell them. But surely that would increase. Surely a shadow market increases liquidity. No, not on a primary, because because we have to separate primary issue and then secondary market. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah. Right. And so, so what kind of time? Otherwise, it's just otherwise it's just confusing. Yeah. If somebody comes in as an institutional investor and they stick in a hundred thousand, uh, how how long will that be tied up for? Would you say usually? Well, no, normally, normally, um, many of these deals don't have a lock-ins for large investors for discount. But some of them, some of the deals have a three months. Uh, if you get a discount, that's a good yeah. point, actually. What I forget to mention. Uh, they have uh, to be supportive and not just turn around, right around, and sell it. They yeah. have to stick in there, right? Okay. So, so now Ethereum broke. Um, uh, I got an update that Ethereum broke fifty thousand Ethereum, which is a ten million, and we are twelve minutes in. Right. Okay. So that's, that's amazing. Is it the fastest? Uh... ICO ever or one I, of the fastest? I think, yeah, it must be one of the one of the fastest ones. How how um like at the moment are you actively looking for more people to come and put together these projects, these white papers and marketing and and the idea and the team? Yep. Um, yes. So so we we getting we getting like you know good bunch of uh, 
of requests every day. Some some of these deals, uh, and we have a good pipeline of, of these um, um, ICOs coming up. Mm-hmm. And um, so the so we absolutely looking more and more of these, and we all the time kind of a bar ra- raises all the time. So people have to be better and better and better, and and we also will can give more and more support all the time when we learn how everything works. Mm-hmm. But you know, so it, as you see, as you see now, our our you know platform and technology is pretty solid because it can handle twelve million in on uh, or you know sorry ten million ten million in in uh, in a little over ten minutes. Would it be cheeky if I asked um, who are your who do you see as your competitors and why are you better than them for investors? Well, there's a, there's a decentralized uh, there's a decentralized um, ICO platform uh, called Wings from. Uh, um, that are Russian guys. They really that's a great platform, and everybody should look that we work with them. Mm-hmm. They they have a different approach from us. How know? would you characterize so, the so, difference? Because they 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 use more of a wisdom of a crowd from the beginning to decide which deals they're gonna invest on. Right. Uh-huh. It's really interesting. So that's a that's a one. Then there's of course of course we now get a like you know every few weeks or every couple of weeks we get a one new copycat copycat that that um, sure. is a very uh-huh. similar but. That's why we have been working hard on on developing our own platform. So token market has now, like I think uh, yesterday we had like uh, over ten thousand visitors on the website. Mm. So it's it's getting there because it's just started six mm-hmm. months ago. Right. Uh huh. So you have a kind of built-in advantage. Yeah. Can I ask a question about like how to invest? Because I'm going through the process right now on the Mysterium network. So on the final stage when you are going to deposit there's the payment instructions where there's a field for data and a gas limit could you explain what those mean uh, yeah the, the data is there to um, that it needs to be for the for then our information so that we get the information from the from the investor mm-hmm. investment information and then the right. uh, then the gas just to make sure that there's enough gas so that it executes that if you put a very very small amount of gas it puts them on a, on the back of the of the so to say uh, blockchain when it updates. So this is the data that I would uh, go and yeah, put yeah, in you, my you, wallet. Exactly. And so when you put an order in, that data needs to be there, and that is uh, that is also adds like you know still kind of this um, uh, difficulty to it, if if you know what I mean. That uh, that this this extra hassle for people, not hassle, but extra work that people have to understand to do. Right, and uh, from the ETH. Sorry, um, here it says that I can't send money from an exchange. I have to use one of the compatible wallets. Exactly. Because, Why is that so? Because the, um, those um, exchange wallets, they, they scramble the coins and stuff, and they, they cannot then accept the coins back. Because this is so important that you use a ther- certain Ethereum wallet, you send the money in, and then to the same address, you get, right. the, you get the money back. Wow. Or the, sorry, the token, tokens back. I noticed that uh, when you go to buy it, it asks you, well, you know, are you a citizen of the United States or are you holding a U.S. passport? And if you say yes, it just absolutely says, I'm sorry, you're not allowed to participate. Yes. Uh, is so that the same for all of your uh, ICOs or is no, that just it, mysterious? It depends, it depends on the jurisdictions. So so some deals just wants to be on a, um, so some deals just wants to be that um, they they want to be on a, on a safe side hmm. with the right. SEC. Wow. Uh-huh. So and then they like actually I would say at least fifty percent of our deals are probably blocked in America. So somebody setting up a coin, I presume the people who would be most anxious not to annoy the SEC would be actual American citizens themselves. So 
in a sense, if you're not in America, if you're a European-based uh, entrepreneur, you've, you've actually got a real advantage if you want to do this stuff. Yes, so, so exactly. So this is a very good point. So I think that all this new kind of crowdfunding, this whole ICO thing and everything, and together with the, with the American stuff, you know, SEC and, you know, money regulations. If you want to start a fintech business there, you basically have to have some sort of a money license, money mm. transfer license or e-check license to every single state. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I think that while Web 1.0, Americans dominated it. Mm-hmm. Web 2.0, then Americans still dominated it. Okay, there was a Spotify now and, you know, and Skype, but well, Skype was almost already on the Web 1. Mm-hmm. So now this third third revolution where we are, where we are now heading this decentralized web, you know, web three. Mm-hmm. Then on this one and and all the changes on the on the financial world, so yeah. to say, this fin, fintech banks coming up. I think that I think that the, definitely the next great companies don't come from America. Well, well, well. Thank God that uh, President Trump is going to fix everything. Yeah, it's exactly. Without him, yeah, all, <laughs> America's finished. Yeah, I know. <laughs> all right. So can I ask you? Can I, uh, Jean? Can I uh, can I take the opportunity to to get some free consulting from uh, Ransu here? Um, yes. Before that, uh, Dalika, oh, yeah. can I ask um, just if there are any examples of uh, ICOs which have like graduated and are now on the exchanges? Some success stories that people can look up. Yes. And see the the whole evolution of them. Absolutely. Edge, Edgeless Casino, which was our first successful ICO in in March. That is now trading, and, and it's trading on a very nice valuation here. So if I tell you, so it, it was a 3 million, 3 million ICO then, and then of course the Ethereum price went massively up, but, but now it's trading on like 20 million valuation. And so that, so it was a, okay, big part of that is a Ethereum going up, but also the, you know, guys have worked solidly. They have get, get out like new uh, products for this, uh, you know, gaming gaming industry. And in the same time, um, uh, their valuation is up, so the investors are happy, you know, everything is good. It looks terrific, it's I, a I great think, brand name. It's it's really impressive. Edges yeah, Edges is great. And they are young guys, 20, 21, 20 year, 22 year old guys from Lithuania that would have, you know, never probably got that money that, that way from a VCs. They would still be there begging for VCs and angel investors who are very much like a kind of, a, what are they called? The lemmings, like the kind of uh, the vultures, surely. Yeah, that they they don't they don't really have a like most of the VCs. I have to say that they they are not very visionary. They just read TechCrunch and and a Business Insider, and then they say, "Oh, now I'm really into AI and and uh, machine learning." And well, their, their main business seems to be screwing engineers. So you know, I mean, <laughs> yes. you only have to watch Silicon Valley yeah. to know that. Exactly, and and uh, I was just now last week in in New York on these conferences and with the guys from Silicon Valley and one one CTO said to me that I cannot watch it. I cannot watch Silicon Valley TV series because it, it's too close. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, you know, uh, too... on the American thing, it's interesting to note that when you search for Edges Casino on Google, uh, because the Google bot comes from America, it's actually restricted. So Google oh, is so. Uh-huh. That's pretty funny. I did not know that. They should they should maybe make it searchable by the Google bot anyway. I did not know that. Right. So, are there any others people can have a look of? Um, at or? No, of course the other ones are still still coming live now. Like you know, them they are of course um, of course um, storage is already trading, but it, it's it's because this is not their initial coin offering. This is their secondary coin offering where we What's, are changing their 
What's their actual name? Storage. Just storage.io uh, or something? Or? Yeah, right. Uh-huh. exactly. Your guides seem to go for .io uh, quite a lot. Yes, I know. It's, it's becoming, it's very trendy now to be I.O. And so Monaco is another one which is currently being funded as well, I believe, right? Yeah, exactly. So last, last week we did Metal, but Metal was pre-sold, so it, it never actually then go, went live. And Metal, I think they raised three, four million and then storage. And then today we have a Mysterium and tomorrow we have a healthcare ICO coming up that is called Patientry. Patient. Wow, interesting name. Yeah, patient, and 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 they are also doing very well. They're from Atlanta. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They have like you know partners like Kaiser Kaiser Permanent uh-huh. and stuff. And then then there is a, on a next next interesting big one is a Civic, which is this decentralized KYC that you can see if you go to Token Markets TokenMarket.net front page. There you can then log in instead of uh, Twitter and Facebook and Google Plus login. There is now new login button that is a civic button and this then you use your cell phone to, to kind of do your own kyc login which is a safe and at the same time uh, you manage your privacy settings what does kyc mean kyc means know your customer oh, so okay. log, like basically the kind of a banking level or any 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 system where you need to use a credit card or or give your real identity that's where you have to use this kind of a real identification system do you think anybody will do a decentralized KFC? <laughs> KFC, yeah. It took, me a, it took me a second. I hope so. I love that stuff. Yeah, delicious. I love it. By the way, actually, that was one thing that when I was researching token market, one thing that occurred to me was more than a few times I accidentally typed in tokenmarket.com. And so this would be of interest to anybody who's setting up an online business. Have you found, do you think it was a mistake to go for a domain where you couldn't get the .com? You are, of course, tokenmarket.net. Yeah, not in not in our case that uh, because because I still think that uh, that any of these top level domains are fine nowadays because the domain like what is it like it's like what two hundred three hundred thousand domains are registered every day around mm. the world. Sure. So so people of course it's cool to have a .com and stuff and that's why everybody has a .io because uh, yeah. the rule is basically that five five letter domains on uh, on a .com are all gone and they are between ten to fifty thousand. And then four letters are hundred thousand plus. Really, so I've got that, a four so, letter. Wow. Okay. Yeah. What do you have? Uh, CVFX.com. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I didn't even know that. I didn't know that they were worth anything. Yeah. Yeah. They go pretty high. Like my, my friend, one friend bought a really good domain, four letter, and he got it cheap. And I think he was he paid sixty seventy thousand for it. Wow. Okay. I'll have to look into that and, and use it to buy some tokens. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Well. Yeah. And our our Mysterium is here on uh, fifty. It goes a little bit behind, so the so we are now on a fifty-three thousand. So on today's rate, that's a eleven eleven million two hundred thousand. So Mysterium Mysterium guys can now peacefully build their amazing VPN system. So it seems like this is 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 in the same way that the early iOS apps were were kind of a gold rush, where if you got in there early enough and you were the first VPN app, you did great. It kind of seems like, well, in terms of funding anyway, it seems like this works the same way. Yeah, funding is here the big thing that uh, that now now companies can can get, you know, a lot of funding. Many times they can have also too much funding because you know that then, you know, you, you don't necessarily work smarter if you have more money because you are then just, just too easily don't try to solve problems on your startup. You just throw money at them. 
Mm-hmm. That's a really, really bad behavior. Well, but if you, you have the money, I mean, you know, I mean, somebody could be. No, but it's it's not good. It's not good to throw money on the problems because that's the way to get rid of money. You still have to really try to solve them and not just say that okay, let's just put ten engineers to do something. Right. Uh huh. And then they do wrong thing for you know three to six months. Wow. I think I think just leave with a big suitcase full of cocaine would be the trick. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Cash and cocaine. So what? What uh, safeguards are in place? When there are these millions now that the company has, why can't they just run away with the money or just give themselves very high salaries? Are there any safeguards in place? Yes. So, the, so on many deals, there they use a, a so to say es- uh, stage like milestone based escrows. Wow. And this means that this means that they execute certain they execute certain part of the process and uh, of their sorry, their their development plan, and then then. We might be one of the escrows that then releases the releases the money for them. For a good good example of that kind of deal is a is this workforce platform called Chronobank. So we are one of the escrows for Chronobank, and Chronobank guys have now nicely executed after their was it three million four million ICO in early this year. They have now very nicely executed company forward according to according to their plan. And their promise to investors, and then we've been part of that uh, that uh, group that then releases the next set of funds. Right. Uh huh. Great, great, transparent way to run your company. What happens if I mean I, there must be a, a fair amount of difficult decisions in you know in that in so far as if for instance things don't go according to plan as they generally do in in tech technology will often have problems that crop up and so if a project has legitimate reasons to say look you know we can't meet that five month deadline but we're doing this instead and we can do it in six months are you entitled i mean are you um mandated by the investors to be able to give them that kind of slack if necessary no we, we have nothing to do generally with the so of course this is a, we have nothing to do generally after the ICOs unless the IC unless the company particularly asks us to be escrows. Right. We we have nothing to do with them. But that said, we are now working on a new company, so to say, model which is called CCC company, coin charter company. Right. And this is this is what we work with our lawyers in Gibraltar, and this will be a company where the token holders have a financial like a kind of interest or benefit, they are financially benefit from the company, so they have a contractual right for the companies, Mm. like, you know, top line revenues or something, whatever is agreed. And then it will be kind of a secretary from the law firm that will be all the time looking after the interest of uh, token holders. Right. Uh So So this is is a new new uh, kind of company structuring system based on ICOs that we're working on and make, working on making it fully legal. And you kind of hinted at this earlier when you talked about possible things like movie production or, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. This all kind of relates to relates together. Yeah. So what did you call it again? It's a CCC. What is that? I, I've got a feeling CCC. we're going to be hearing more about this. Yes. So yeah, absolutely. So coin charter company. Wow. So the coin holders have, that's very English, English yeah. way to say it, right? Coin uh-huh. charter company. But but that way, the, the coin holders are the, the ones that have then whatever is decided on the companies, like a, what is that called? A, a companies, like, you know, rules, rules mm. of the company or charter of the, the charter. company. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, the charter. Whatever is decided there that the token holders are entitled for, then that will happen with the, with the help of a, of a company secretary. 
That's terrific. And I, I guess that's all going to, that, that, that instrument will exist within the framework of, uh, of British law if it's Gibraltar, right? Yeah, it's a, what is it called then? Is it common? Common law, yeah, yeah. Yeah, common law, yeah. Wow, excellent. Exactly. Uh-huh. So, so we, we in, in a couple of months, we can talk about more about that because this is now like one of our focus sectors, exactly also for the reason that, that while these companies are now doing application tokens, as we mentioned, it will move more and more towards equity crowdfunding. Same, yeah. same uh, kind of technology behind it, but equ- uh, equity crowdfunding, and therefore we need a more legal framework. So for the edgeless ICO that you mentioned, so if I got it right, people can now buy the app coin for edgeless on the exchanges. Yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. And it trades. So I can tell you also that one that when we look at it quickly here, edgeless, edgeless, it's, it's, it has traded in the past 24 hours, $337,000 worth of tokens have been traded on, uh, on exchanges. So that's a significant, like, you know, that's pretty amazing that a company with a 20 million market cap trades 300,000 a day. When did these guys, uh, um, they ICO through you, right? And uh, so yes. when did that happen? Yes, I think it was a couple of months ago. Right, wow. In, in end, of, end of March. Mm-hmm. And what exchanges can people find them on? I have to click now to look at it because I, I don't know which ones they are on. Polonix, Bitam, Coin1, Kraken, XBTCE and GDAX, Corbit, yeah, Are you it, looking it at some like particular website right now? Yeah, it, it's, for yeah, I'm on a, yeah, exactly. It's always a good place to look for all this, this action on a token is a coinmarketcap.com. So token oh. market, so that's a daily, that's a daily trading information is a coin market cap, but then token market is the research up and coming deals. So on our website, you can see the calendar of up and coming ICOs. Mm-hmm. You can read about the teams, and all the like you know we collect all the articles about that company and everything so we have a, like a full-on spreadsheets or like like spreads uh, data sheets of all the information that you need and then when it goes to secondary market then you can follow it up on the coin market cap right and just for people who are looking at this edgeless example what's the name of the app coin yeah it's edgeless you can just find it i'm find I'm, it there. I'm looking at it right now and and it's it's just above a quarter uh, uh, yeah, 25 cents, just above a 25 cents. And the market cap is just below $20 million. Yeah, exactly. And and did you say that they came out of the ICO with $11 million? No, they came, but that the valuation was then on a, uh, oh, Ethereum right. valuation was much lower, but they came, I think we raised them a little under 3 million. Right. Okay, right. Got you. And and how much of but, the but they, how many tokens would they have held on to? I mean, you, you do the initial offering or whatever. How many in, in the case of Edgeless? What percentage I think that they kept, they kept, uh, there was like a 10% to community and 20% they kept themselves or something like that. You have, you have to check that from their white paper because I can't remember anymore, but it's somewhere there on that ballpark. Right. So these guys from Lithuania now, they're, they're already well ahead. This has only been, go- this has been going for less than a few months and they're already pretty confident that they've got about, about $4 million worth if it's 20% of, of the 20 million that's quoted here. Oh, but no, but no, no, but they, they have, they have a, they have a, Probably now eight million in the bank account. Right. Okay. Ethereum wow. went up. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. So, so they can fully execute their plan of a of a decentralized edgeless casino, which is great. And their investors have already, well, I mean, I guess based and on they, the... their investors, their investors can get in and out of the token because it trades three hundred thousand. So it has a well enough liquidity to to keep um, everybody excited about it. 
So, so John, can I can I ask that question just about uh, to give sure, a, a, a notional thing? So, okay. So if I was to wake up tomorrow morning and say, okay, I've got this great idea. And um, so my idea is I want to do a thing called StayCoin. And that is used as a way for people to, as a sort of a bond where you can use um, an independent trusted third party who will allow people, it's like Airbnb, but without Airbnb, where if I want to rent an apartment in Nigeria, now I don't know for sure that this apartment in Nigeria exists, but I want to be able to put down a deposit to book it for certain dates. And instead of sending 10% of the, say, $1,000 I need to pay for a month in this place, if instead I can give $100 worth of stakecoin to this um, uh, sort of middleman, but it's a programmatic smart middleman or whatever, where... Yeah, um, yeah but there, there, there you can use Bitcoin. So there you don't need to use that, that particular token. There you just use a Bitcoin. Because Bitcoin is more liquid because you can, you can just pay your Airbnb, decentralized Airbnb stay, Mm-hmm. with bitcoin and that bitcoin is held on an escrow or mm-hmm. ethereum is held on an escrow until you show up on the location right yeah well that, no but that, and that's what i'm saying is 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 i want people to be able to turn up and, and actually pay for the actual stay in cash that the actual money that is sent to the trusted third party never actually goes out the other end the um the guest can can decide to leave the money in there as a bond for the next thing or they can just get a refund and get their money back um mm-hmm. But would there be advantages to doing that? I mean, I can already do it. I could have people wire me the US dollars or wire me euros or whatever. What would be the advantages if I did that as a smart coin? And I'm thinking now in terms of, um, is it something that would be well designed? Is that something that would be suited to being a coin? Yeah. Yes, because first of all, if you wire the money on a bank account, there is no way for you, like, you know, that's not an escrow that is sending the money to other person or send it to, to third party like uh, Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Uh-huh. But on this case, on this case, you can you can create rule based smart contracts. For example, that if something happens, if that like you know, let's say that 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 apartment would have a locks that opens with your with your cell phone. Mm-hmm. So then, when you open your cell phone, that lock to that apartment, that money moves to the right deposit goes to the to the person who rents. Uh huh. Right. Okay. So it's okay. I see what you mean. Is, does that make sense? It does Did make I sense. The same because uh-huh. I'm because I'm so, so, I got a little bit uh, distracted here because I, I see now that the, we are just about uh, eight thousand Ethereum anymore away from the having this whole deal full. So you mean that it, it was meant to run for fourteen days and now you're telling us it could it could actually stop within an hour of starting? Exactly because it, it was uh, it has now now twelve point six million dollars on it. And it's uh, it's uh, 14 million francs. That what is that for? Like you know, we are so we are just uh, we are just missing now eight million. Sorry, eight thousand Ethereum. Uh huh. So we, we are ninety. We are almost ninety percent done. Right. Incredible. And and where the Mysterium guys? Where are they based? Uh, also, also uh, Lithuania. Right. It's a lot of rich Lithuanians. Yeah, yeah. And this is a fantastic course. This is a this is where the, you know truly hardworking new entrepreneurs comes from. Really. <laughs> Right. Ah, Eastern and Europe rocks on these things. Which which countries do you see being particularly active? I mean, obviously, like you said before, America's kind of on the back foot just because of their their heavy bureaucracy and regulations. Um, which countries in Europe are doing really well with this? Well, Eastern Europe, Eastern Poland. Europe. Right. Poland uh-huh. is uh, Poland has a lot of projects, interesting projects coming up. We work with the with the Polish Polish guys. We work with Russians. You know, Lithuania. Of course, this is our second ICO from Lithuania. Uh, you know, France and Spain, Italy being more sleepy. Mm-hmm. London, very strong, like, you know, a lot of, uh, uh, like, you know, banking related ICOs and, uh, and the insurance related ideas coming up. 
Mm-hmm. So whole fintech, intertech. I know that India, sorry, I know that China is extremely strong in Bitcoin, that they're doing most of the mining these days. Are they doing yes. any of this innovative stuff? Yes, lots, lots of that. Lots of lots of startups there, lot, lots of like a fundament, like, you know, kind of platform place. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, so it's, it's just um, like overall, overall China, China, Hong Kong, like the, we're currently running an ICO for Monaco prepaid debit card, which is really interesting, like, you know, can use a, Ethereum and Bitcoin there mm-hmm. to, to, you know, right, pay your uh-huh. bills and really like kind of integrated um, transfer wise on it. Right. Uh-huh. And they are based in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And they just announced this morning that they have raised five million for that one. So it's all good. Uh-huh. That's extraordinary stuff. How, how about you must hold a few Bitcoin yourself. Do you find that uh, one thing that would occur to me that I would be very unlikely to use it to, you know, to buy my morning breakfast because I'd be terrified yeah. that by the time I've digested it, I'm going to be sitting on the toilet later and looking at that the prices has gone up, you know, tripled or something. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yes. So the so some people are like you know, tr- like you know, full on like a Bitcoin ecosystem person that they buy everything on Bitcoin. They try to always choose the hotels that mm. accepts Bitcoin. I'm not like that. I'm like a buy and hold. I I think mm. Bitcoin as a digital digital gold. Yeah. And, you- and then I think Ethereum as as a, this smart contract platform. But but um, of course, uh, uh, investing on on both. Does it worry you that Bitcoin goes up so much? I mean, it, it does seem like Bitcoin seems to be at the moment a lot more dynamic, well, up and down, but it seems yeah, to be and, and the volatility of Bitcoin has gone, okay, last week was crazy, but volatility of Bitcoin has nicely gone down all the time. Uh, while the, while the, you know, the value has gone up, it is really becoming this orderless digital gold, mm-hmm. the digital, like, you know, uh, storage of value, uh, so I, I don't see any like uh, stopping on uh, on a, on a Bitcoin for years to come. Right. I, I they have a, they have a, they have a technical issues and because of the community, you know, these block uh, block size things and everything. But these are everything. All these things will be sorted. Right. Uh-huh. But but as I understand, a Bitcoin will never have the the smart. Uh, I mean, it has some kind of programmatic uh, thing, but it's not as nice as as Ethereum's. Yeah. Yes, but there's now coming. It's it's a. Uh, RSK rootstock, right? Uh-huh. And Roots, we are already doing our first ICO one based on a rootstock-based token, which is Bitcoin-based. But, but we, is it? yeah, which right. is this is kind of bringing Ethereum smart contracts on Bitcoin network, right? Uh huh. And and this they did a big announcement last week in, in uh, uh, consensus, hmm. and that's very interesting. Very interesting technology there. Very very promising. But one one thing that that really um, stood out to me when I was reading about uh, how the tokens work is that you actually need Ethereum to uh, conduct any um, stuff that happens on the network. Somebody told me that in order to actually um, have the the applications process, that the user has to like your say your VPN user, your Mysterium guys, eventually when they're using that to access a VPN a facility, that they'll have to use some ETH to get it. That they'll also have to hold some Ethereum in order to. Well, there, there needs to be always on Ethereum. All the Ethereum, there needs to be a gas, so there needs to be a little bit of Ethereum there that, that runs the network, you know, oh, so that okay. miners, oh. so that the miners gets paid. Right, and there's so no way you can pay the miners. Happen. You can't just pay the miners from your own tokens. No, no, that's okay. not possible. Otherwise, yeah, exactly, because they, they they don't know the value of that one. But but it's a really clever system, so I, I recommend everybody to look into the into the whole whole system and hold smart contracts and. And the promise of smart contracts, how they can be used, anything from 
you know, legal agreements, most of them can be put soon in, in the smart contract format. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. Right. And, and, exciting. And, and the recommendation you're giving me, if I want to do my Stakecoin thing, I should just use, just basically get a couple of wallets and just do it. Just let people send me Bitcoins or whatever that I shouldn't bother to get involved in. I mean, obviously I'm not going to, the more advanced thing that you suggested with the door locks uh, being triggered and all that kind of stuff. If I just want to set up a really quick service, I'm better off just doing it by hand and accepting cryptocurrencies rather than making yeah, a specific exactly, smart Exactly, and, and not use banks because banks will, like, you know, as you know, that if you want to send to other country money that you still pay now $20, $30 to, sure. to send money, even on, a, you know, on a transfer-wise, you still pay uh-huh. some, even though that transfer-wise is a superior System. I apologize for the noise, by the way. This is the Dublin County Council uh, rubbish collection going by right now. That's good. Yeah. At, at, at least you know what you pay for, right? Yeah, because well, they, they, actually... they're not, they don't seem to be doing much. This is why I'm suspicious of taxes. <laughs> Can I ask you, yes. to transfer what you, uh, you're, you're Finnish, right? Uh, yes. And transfer wise, they're also Finnish. Is that correct? No, Estonia. Oh, I'm sorry. My, my apologies. Okay. Yes, exactly. Exactly. They, they, but they, they, you know, fantastic. Uh, Fantastic company based on uh, so a lot of that technology that is behind um, transferwise can be used by other sta- uh, other fintech startups. Right, because they've got an API. Really exciting. Yeah, yeah I, I'm now pumped into that. This, this there's a few few certain providers that that they use and that any other fintech startup can can use. So it's really, I, I would say that there's a the field is wide open to do more transferwise type of platforms i must say the, the borderless banking thing that that seems too good to be true yeah but it's 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 happening i i i have a few good friends working on on, the, on different sectors on, on this one and it's exciting it's, it's all it's all looking very promising so once again sorry about the rubbish <laughs> truck <laughs> no <laughs> are we close to completing the mysterium funding yeah i i think i think we are almost we're almost done so how much does it need to go to so before you can actually say you're, you're done to the hard cap, right? Well, the, the, it looks now like a, it, it now it's a sixty-six thousand four hundred and forty, and the hard cap is a sixty-eight thousand six hundred. So, so we are we should be done in a few minutes, and then we did that uh, in an hour. That's incredible. So, yeah, that's a, that's a fourteen fourteen point three five million dollars. That's amazing. Has it actually? It's actually hit that, the cap now, or it's very nearly, yeah. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's uh, like seems like our CTO. Is there a little bit ahead all the time? So must be that because uh, he sees that he he sees it. Yeah, so it must be in the, must be then in a few minutes. So this this clock started at fourteen days, and it now says thirteen hours twenty three. Sorry, thirteen days, twenty three hours, and so it's actually been under fifty minutes. It's been forty five minutes or so. Yeah. Yeah, com- exactly. Now it's been forty six minutes. And. This repre- again, just to just to emphasize, this represents how much actual funding on today's ETH rate. Once it hits the hard cap, uh, that represents how much money for the Mysterium company. Oh, that is exactly what they get. They get fourteen point three million. That's in in dollars. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So 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 they are they are now they are now well funded. And when you started this podcast, how long did you think it would take to hit the hard cap? Uh, I was thinking a week. <laughs> right. Okay. I think I think I think your business may be overheated. Uh, this this is a very good product. So on, on, on this is a very good um, very good uh, thing that um, that they are building. Very like you know I like the I like the team. Everything is everything is solid. So it's it's great to see these guys succeeding. 
So earlier you mentioned that unsold tokens are burned. Clearly, this won't be the case here. But what would happen if... Uh, how, how the... No, and it's not it's not case on every deal. So every deal is different. So there is like, you know, on, on a, like a Golem deal that came then... Uh, yeah, but but on some, some they keep reserve for, for later use, that they lock them in on a smart contract and then they can release them in a year or two or three for further funding. So there's always a different... Uh, there's always a different methods than that uh, different strategies that the startup can so decide. So that would be in the white do. paper, right? Yeah, exactly. All this is described normally. Uh, an interesting thing that I was also seeing is that you could contribute money not only through Ethereum but even through fiat currencies. In the case of Mysterium, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I was looking at uh, the Bitcoin Swiss uh, website, which uh, were basically. Correct me if I'm wrong. You can send. Yes, exactly. They they also exactly they also accepted. Uh, so the so Bitcoin Swiss was helping people uh, like active in, like investors who are coming now to the market to invest in uh, in francs and in francs and dollars that uh, did not already have uh, Ethereum. So that that facilitates people who might not be super familiar with the cryptocurrency space, I believe. Yeah. Well, I guess it's a foregone conclusion that this will be four minutes. So, 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 I don't think we have to wait around until it happens. Yeah, it it's is pretty much guaranteed. No, it it will it will be done in a second. It will be done in a second. I think it, I think we are now like only like twenty Ethereum's away. <laughs> Wouldn't it suck if you just didn't get those last twenty? Just there was no more Ethereum's for this idea. <laughs> I would then jump. I would then jump right. in. <laughs> that, that's manipulating the market. No, I was just. I would. I would just take my opportunity there. Uh, a, that would be good. good bargain. I think. Yeah, I think this is going to do well. Would this influence the price of Ethereum, or is it completely disconnected? Well, the, I think that these all these deals just makes that there's a more demand for. Of course, all these ICOs are happening, so that and Ethereum is a main currency for them. So, so, so definitely, I don't think that this one. Uh, one, like you know, affected that much, but I think that overall this makes uh, this makes together with the smart contracts, and then that this is the this is the currency that uh, most of the ICOs happen. These things together make it that um, make Ethereum very strong, and the outlook for Ethereum is pretty strong. Right, so going forward, you think and each um, token contains? Sorry, go ahead, Danik. No, sorry, go ahead, John. So I was just go gonna ahead. ask Ranso if he thinks that going forward, Ethereum and potentially RSK for Bitcoin will be used to fuel these uh, crowdfunding ICOs. Yeah, yeah, that, that will definitely then bring, uh, make a, um, RSK will make a, a Bitcoin also very, like, you know, easier to use. We can use it, uh, it we can use it now as well. Like, you know, it's not a problem. We, we do some of the ICOs we do on both currencies and we can actually use any any uh, cryptocurrency to do ICOs. So it, it's, it doesn't have to be Ethereum. It's just now the Ethereum, Ethereum is the most certain, uh, like, kind of a straightforward way to do it. What about things like Ripple and, and those guys? Will they be able to do the same thing in theory? Uh, in the future, yeah. On, and, and now you can use services like Shapeshift to do it. Right. Uh -huh. That on Shapeshift, you then convert the, convert the money on the, between the, uh, you convert the money to Ethereum on the fly. Right. Uh-huh. Very cool. So are we there yet? <laughs> no, like a kid in the back of the car. 
But it's it's a, and it's also interesting to see that it's, it was a one it's a one thousand five hundred and sixty seven in investors now. So so it is a good bunch of people that then we will be also your company's kind of right. ambassadors. So and so that's on average about ten thousand. Yeah, that's per what person. I was going to say. These are not people who are investing uh, just a few euros or yeah, a few pennies. Yeah, significant investment. And yeah, there's definitely there's definitely more and more like a big money coming in. And and of that fourteen million, roughly, uh, what what how much of that would have been big in the institutional investors who came in early? Oh, I, I think that on this one it was only that uh, about um, about like you know five hundred thousand dollars. Right. Okay. But that was enough to kind maybe, of maybe maybe a million. Like, yeah. Maybe a million. So so not so on this one it was surprisingly small amount. Right. Uh huh. So this is very very community driven now. Right. And I guess that represents also the increased interest that I mean, the institutions are probably going to get into the hype slow more slowly, whereas the percentage of people normal punters coming in with their savings is going to increase as the as the hype grows i guess sorry say again I'm no i was just sorry. saying that, that, that i i observed that uh, as this sort of uh, excitement around digital currencies and tokens increases it's there's gonna be a lot more ordinary people i mean and i'm sure yeah. absolutely absolutely Or ordinary people are not in yet this is this is now like there was a very very core people in the beginning now it's kind of like you know starting to open up so this is interesting to see that we're like you know, when when really will the so the so to say here comes the crowds. Mm-hmm. I told a good friend of mine. I told a good. I, I introduced a good friend of mine in Thailand to the wonders of Bitcoin the other night, and as she sat there, she watched the uh, price rise from about sixty thousand baht to seventy to eighty to ninety. And that night, she was saying to me, "Oh, I want to invest in this now." And I said, "No, no, no. Read about it first. Understand it before you get into it." And the next day, she was so angry <laughs> with me because the price had gone up so much. <laughs> And but, yeah, exactly. but if I was to say to her, I if I was it. to say to her, you know, you should go for these tokens instead because they have more utility or or whatever. I I kind of have a sense that that would be bad advice in the sense that it seems that right now Bitcoin is the one that has kind of captured the imagination and and uh, is being used for getting money out of China or Venezuela or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. But that that it it was last year, the Bitcoin like this China effect was really really high mm-hmm. on it. But now this all these um, ICOs, you know, other coins and everything. So that so it's not as dom- it is still very dominant, but it's not as dominant as it was before. But if you were to advise somebody who doesn't have a lot of money and they're going to put in their their savings, I mean, of course, you've already said that you wouldn't advise anybody to invest what they can't afford to lose. But if somebody was putting in money and they've got a choice, they can go towards tokens or they can go towards Bitcoin. If it's a question of actually coming out with more money in a year's time, which would you go for? I would probably do like I would probably do, or or I've I've heard that people would do that. This is not an yeah, advice yeah. for investment, but but probably fifty fifty between the two. Right, you, and, and you diversify between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go yeah, on. I would definitely not go. Definitely not go just with the one. I would go with the with those two. And what would be the argument for for going into a token instead of just yeah, Ethereum on its own? So the, no, because Ethereum is a, has a very important uh, functionality. Exactly this, because of the smart contracts, because of mm-hmm. this whole ecosystem that anything that can be used, the smart contract can be used. But why for. not just invest in, in that, that rather than investing in the in the tokens at their initial at their ICO? Oh yeah, because the, because the tokens are then then different user cases. So so it's like you know, um, I understand what you mean. You 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 kind of asking that is, is the is the Ethereum investing on Ethereum is it same as investing on um, S and P five hundred? So you basically then invest on the whole uh, Ethereum e- ecosystem. Yep. Uh-huh. And yes, you do. That's true. But but many people want to be more involved and they want to follow the particular companies. So I think that there's still great opportunities and, and even can be a, like you know 
they're more speculative. It's, they're more fun to to invest and follow and learn. Like, you know, many people just love to learn about these companies and read white papers and get into it. And, and you could potentially earn more money if you pick the right company, you think? Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's just, just what I was asking. I was just wondering about that. <laughs> exactly. Very, very speculative. You can also lose all your money. So you can, you can win some and you can lose Stocks some. Stocks go up and down, folks. Yeah, exactly. All right. Cool. Yeah. I think that the, I think that um, the crowd sale is over. It says 60, 68,600. Yeah, I, it looks like it's open and it's, it's going to probably then the website's going to gonna update soon and say that crowd sale is over. Awesome. I think we were very lucky there to have this happen live. <laughs> yeah, very. The fastest very ever. Cool. Very cool. ICO. Yeah, this, I, this wasn't the fastest ever, but this was one of the fastest. One of the one of the best ICOs of the year. What was the fastest as, ever? As how quickly. I can't remember anymore. There has been a lot of these these in a few minutes, like you know, twelve minutes. Uh, was it Gnosis? Was it Gnosis that did did like in twelve minutes, like twenty two million or something? Oh wow! Okay, because I was going to ask my next question was, were those faster ones for as much money as this? In this case, fourteen million. But okay, well, if they got twenty two million in twelve minutes, yeah. yeah, that wins. Yeah, this is this is yeah, this was this was amazing. Yeah, this was really really truly amazing. Carousel or token sale. Wow. Okay. Well, th- thank you for letting us sit in on it. That was quite incredible. Absolutely. Great timing. Great timing, guys. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot for being with us and sharing a lot to digest here. So we'll be, and actually, where can people follow you to keep updated about tokens and you, what you're personally doing? Yeah, absolutely. It's exactly. Just go to tokenmarket.net and sign up to our newsletter. And, and, and then, of course, follow us on, on Twitter and Facebook. And, and that's the best way to, to stay up to date on all these ICOs that are up and coming. And, uh, and then if you are a large investor, like, you know, this kind of institutional investor, then it's the best thing is to just contact me. Or if you want to launch ICO for your company, then you just contact me and it's ransu at tokenmarket.net, R-A-N-S-U. You mentioned that you've been, uh, you've just come back from the US from a conference. Which was that? That was a consensus, and then there was a token summit, which was the first first um, uh, conference just focusing on this whole token awesome. economy. And will you and be ICO present system. in other conferences coming forward? Yes, the, there's a fintech week in uh, in Jul- July in uh, London, and then I think there's another one called Crypto Financing, and we're going to be on both of those. And then Money 2020 in October in Las Vegas. What kind of skills is uh, Token Market looking for? Are you hiring at the moment? And how should people get in contact if they're, you know, wizard fintech programmers? Yeah, just just go on and look at the look at our website. We are setting up there. We don't have a jobs page yet, I don't think, but we have a jobs at tokenmarket.net. And of course, we are looking for more uh, Ethereum developers and then good marketing people and business development people all the time. Cool. Excellent. Thank you very much, Ranso. And thanks, Danica. Thank you so much. Thank you. Great pleasure. Cheers, Dan. Hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. Um, as usual, you can find us on Twitter at MastermindFM. You can tweet to us and you can let us know if you want us to tackle any specific topics. If you have any questions, use podcast at MastermindFM. And please give us good reviews if you think this show is beneficial to you. Or just let us know if there's something you don't like. We're always open for feedback. Uh, as usual, you can find our episodes on iTunes and also on our website MastermindFM. And that's it. We'll see you in the next episode.